This is Talk of the Town, where interesting people talk and London listens. This is Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK. Joined this morning by my two friends, uh, Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. And I think that's one of the wonderful things about the society in which we live, that, that you can take three guys with as diverse opinions as ours, who quite regularly share them by yelling at each other. Not yelling, but by raising our voices and, and getting animated, and yet we're all still friends. I think that says an awful lot for well, the kind of society. Or as diverse dress as I see right Well, now. indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Between your, your Hawaiian shirt and Jeff's suit here. Uh, that's, uh, actually, I'm pretty conservative. I'm envious, I tell you. <laughs> Um, I haven't got a single thing to lay before you today, gentlemen, and it's been a long time since I've not done... Well, actually, I do have some things, but I thought this morning, maybe i just ask either of you, is there something out there that's caught your eye, or something you'd like to share with, uh, share with the class, and go from there? Now, I, Bob, you, no, Bob, you said you had, uh, you had a comment or two well, about something that happened yesterday. Yeah, I, I was listening to your show yesterday, and, and you had Fre uh, Dr. Fred Sexton on, talking about the... Uh, the, our, the state of our health care system and some other issues that he had on his mind. And it struck me after listening for a while that, that both you and he seemed to have been beating around the bush. Mm -hmm. You were saying all the right things, you were relating to all the right right uh, um, symptoms and, and problems that are facing the health care system today, but uh, I think when it comes down to the only solution, I, I don't see any other solution, I cannot see any other solution, then we have to privatize and make people more personally responsible mm -hmm. for their health care. I mean, like, like he, he was talking back in history when there was something called the PSI, mm -hmm. which was the physician's... Service, uh, something rather. Oh, I thought it was security. Oh, maybe, yeah. And I don't know what it's yeah. good for, but... Uh, I, yeah, I wrote it security down. Security income or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, but he said before OSIP, which was before OHIP, mm -hmm. that it was in the black. There was, you know, every you know people who couldn't get health care could get it. You know, there was not this big uh, gap that we always hear about today. Mm -hmm. There was no adversarial relationship between doctors and government. And he says, and at the end of it, he says, today we now have equally poor access and care. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a pretty terrible thing for a doctor to say. And and what bothered me was that he kind of sounded like he was still defending the system. I mean, so many people are having trouble finding a doctor today. And, you know, here we have a doctor on the radio saying that what you need to find a doctor is effort and ingenuity. Is that... Is that the what we're reduced to? We got to get real clever and smart, and you have to know well, somebody. Let me, let me or you've got to have connections. Yeah, or what, let me speak I should for be a able minute. To pick up the phone book yeah. and get a doctor. Let me speak for a minute in defense of Dr. Sexton because oh, I'm not. I'm no, not, I understand that, I'm but just I'll just respond to some I, of the points you've made hmm. because he and I have had this discussion many, many times. I agree off with the his air. observations, by the yeah, way. Yeah, off the air. Um, he's approaching what, what he talked about yesterday. He's he's approaching from a pragmatic belief that we have to we have to we have to build the building out of the bricks that are in front of you. And the well, isn't that going to keep us in the hole we're in forever and ever and ever, possibly. as long as we think that way? Po well, yeah, but I, it's, I think it's a question, and for me too, because I agree with him on that, it's, it's fine for us to postulate that if we did A, B, and C, that D would be a better result than any other possible result. But if you ca simply cannot do A, B, and C, because you've got a, a variety of other people who share the culture with you, who simply disagree with you, and a large number of them who disagree with you... Well, we're it, supposed to live in a society where we have the right to disagree. Absolutely. But in healthcare and education, we don't. You know, if I don't agree with the health, with the public education system or the public health care system, which are both euphemisms for government, state-run education and mm -hmm. health care monopolies, mm -hmm. if I don't agree with that, there's no, there's no, you know, two-way street on this. The people who disagree with me don't want to let me go my own way. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that same expectation of them. 
that's where the difference between our well, philosophy Well, you do, you do if you start talking about why aren't we talking about rebuilding the system from the ground up because you don't have the pieces to build it. Well, I'm not suggesting that. I think you could fix the system overnight, but nobody wants to do it because it's not politically feasible. Mm. People want something for nothing. They want a health care system for free. And but we is. live in a political society. What we do has to be politically well, feasible. Well, that's the problem, Jim. We have to stop thinking that way. We've got to live in a real society, in a social society. Politics is force. So if you say we believe in a political society, that means you, that we believe in a society that's run by force. Is it force or coercion? Or both. is there a difference? It's both. Coercion is, is the threat of force. And... and it, it's always a human-to-human -human thing, you know. Uh, you all, whenever you're talking about coercion, you're talking about one person to another, or a group of people to another mm -hmm. group of people. But uh, that's essentially the same thing. Okay, Jeffrey, you're looking very spiffy in your new suit, but you're not saying much. Oh, I'm just listening and learning here. <laughs> he wants to change the subject. I think you very well. I don't know what I can add on that. As far as health care goes, I just look at the states and think, oh, I don't know. Well, I'm not using the states as my model. I don't know why, yeah, why that always comes let me, up. Yeah, let me ask you that question, Jeff, because this is something that troubles me, too. Every time we, I have a discussion about this with anybody, and that's been in the dozens and dozens of times over the last few years, people who, are, who, who express a concern about health care in this system always, always, always say what you just said. God, I, I would look, at the, look what happened in the states. Wouldn't want to live there. Why do, we why do you assume, personally, why do you assume that we would ultimately have to end up like the states if we change what we're doing now? Why would you make that assumption? Well, I'm I curious guess, to know. No, I'm just talking about the privatization aspect of it, that as far as change, change is, change is good. That, uh, but change is inevitable. But what's wrong with the privatization in the states? Oh, well, I, I gather, and I've, I've heard from different people, that, uh, that the cost of service delivery tends to be higher there. Certainly, uh, they... they uh, don't get their doctors nearly as cheaply as we do, I guess. Uh, I know that in um, going to the States uh, last year that uh, that uh, I had to go have a penicillin shot when I got sick out in Montana, and, uh, you know, that uh, so there's no suggestion of any kind of health coverage for, for that stuff. Uh, it, it's a different system, and it seems to me that uh, if you're a middle-class person, I guess you can access health insurance through work and so on. I don't know that, it's, that you would notice that big a difference between what you would in Canada, but it seems that at the end of the day, they spend up more for the same services that we do. Well, we hear, we hear that from people who are proponents of our system. You go to, to the states and talk to them, which I just did this summer for the umpteenth time, that's not what I hear from the people no. who are actually are signed up for these plans. Well, it depends on who you talk to, though, that the right down there, like the private private sector for sure, but I remember uh, Hillary Clinton was all hot to trot in big health care reforms, and in her case, her thing was that uh, Canada was a model, that uh, they wanted to be like Canada. Of course, she got shot down, but I think the left down well, there... Well, that's because and, and they're the into state control and government control of everything. I don't know if I'd call the Democrats the left, but sort of but the if more you moderate said, right. No, but if you just, you just said that, you know, the middle class are happy with it. The middle class is by far the largest... Uh, demographic in yeah. our society. Yeah. If, a si if we found a system, the middle class is not happy with the system today, nor are the poor, nor particularly, other, well, the rich don't ignore it because they go wherever they want to yeah. get their health care. If, if there was a system, though, that potentially would satisfy the middle class much more than they are now, um, what's preventing us from implementing a system like that and then having a corollary system to ensure that no one's left out? Well, that's the, the big debate about universality, uh, always as to whether if you'd have separate but equal systems that can work or not, or whether one of them, one of them but become they, less equal. But do they need to be separate systems? I mean, I look... I, I universality look destroys both. Because you can't have everyone inside the safety net. The idea of a safety net is that those who are able hold up those who are not. 
what we do in Canada is everybody crawls into the safety net and we rob each other blind until we find out inflation's running at 24% a year right now. But they cleverly well, today, worded it as 2%. Of the, of the well, on tobacco. But I think of you, that's a 24% a year and gas. <laughs> no, it's not. On. It's because we increased uh, the tobacco tax. Well, the main increase was in tobacco I costs. agree that taxes well, are a major factor you. in the cost of living. Absolutely. Well, statisticians have a lot to answer for. But, but to no. say that privatization is something that's happening in the States is incorrect. Everything in the States began private. As it did well, here in Canada, did, sure, right. So, so what's really happened is we had a had a, had a state monopoly created, and what the people and what what if there's movement in the states, it's towards the state monopoly, not away from it towards privatization. They were there to it begin with. Depends which government is in, I think. But, but you I know, it's true. What Jeff said. Let me, what's let me, happening in Europe? I have to address a couple of points, yeah. I, and, and agree with you in a sense that you say that costs are higher there. Yes, when you pay for your doctor, rather than the government pay, your cost is higher. I mean, if you, even if you pay five bucks. Then you're paying five dollars more than you do yeah, here no, in Canada. I, I mean, the cost of the system, the cost per dollar for uh, service that's delivered a, is a lot higher. But see, to me, as a well, consumer, that's irrelevant. Well, all that's I want to know again, is the price when I go into someplace. How much is it going to cost? One of the me? worst things for all of us is it's so darn complicated that I've heard this and you've heard that. It's and complicated. None of us really know what if the deal in your is. mind you have this object, uh, objective of running the whole business. I don't. I don't know anything about what a doctor's skill is. I have no business running them. I have no business, especially as a politician, telling them where they should live, what they should learn, what, 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 what tools they should have. That should be a business in and of itself, and the people who run it know it intimately and run it. I am a customer. I well, want we don't to, trust them. Uh, well, you don't trust the doctors. We don't trust the administrators. We don't trust the governments as far as the well. Way that's why things. you From need the left choice. And the right. That's why you need choice. So that if you if you got one you don't trust, you can go somewhere else. But if it's government, you're stuck with them whether you trust, I don't them trust or not. Big business either, though. This well, has not been a good summer for big business trust uh, levels either. But uh, don't forget that's so the why can't it be why can't it be small business then? Why can't why can't we have a consortium of smaller insurance companies? Uh, regulated, if you will, by the government in, 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 in such a fashion as to ensure that everyone has access and those people who cannot afford it... Well, you can't so you do that by regulation. If what? you want everyone to have access, then that has to be direct welfare from the government. You can't force that on the private market. That's like fascism. Sure you can. Well, you can we by do law. It all the time. We do, but it's immoral. Well, what I'm saying, but, and but, therefore, but, but it should but be, it can be If you're saying that what you, what you would propose to do is to directly subsidize destructive. people who need the help to get in to see it, I don't have a problem with that. If you're saying that uh, there should be a system that is, you know, at a higher level than it is right now, and if you can't afford it, that uh, somebody's going to make that up, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have a problem but with I that. But I don't think, well, then, then we have no disagreement except over the terminology. You're stuck on the terminology mm -hmm. that universality means that everybody, and as, as Fred said yesterday and Bob alluded today, that we're all getting the same level of bad care. The, 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 the assumption that many people have is, my assumption is, that we don't know how well the system works. And I just wrote about it in Business London Magazine. I don't know if either of you guys got a chance to see that. We have no way of knowing how well our system works today. And I find, oh, that, I I find that very frustrating and dangerous. And I think the way for us to find out is not to make wholesale changes to the whole system, is to open up certain small areas of it, as the provincial government is suggesting with CAT scans and MRIs and so on, open up certain small areas of it, monitor them carefully, and find out whether in these areas can the, can the private sector deliver quality care at an affordable, indeed, and perhaps cheaper price, perhaps not. It hasn't got any choice. It has to. If, if I'm offering you a service and you can't afford to pay for it, then I can't give you the service. But that's, it's, that's, it's that's the bingo. whole point, though. The, the people who have been saying, let's privatize everything, they can't prove any more. They can't prove that their system is going to work any more than the people yes, today. they can. You're uh, absolutely incorrect well, on that. I don't know how they would go about doing that. By demonstrating it, by comparing that's any place, by comparing 
comparing any place, compare a private option to a government option anywhere in the world, and any service and the private option always does it better. Now, the issue is that people want the private market to do things. Enron, for God's sake. Sorry? Have you heard of Enron? Yes. But deliver, is the and they're going to go down. Company in the world, they're having some problems. Well, that's their private sector. That's fine. Privatization means failure occurs. You know, I, I, I'm not saying well, it there's no failure. Well, it also seems to mean that fraud occurs in a lot of bad things. Well, yeah. Yeah. fraud but is fraud a crime. Fraud yeah. occurs yeah. in the government. Outside too. the government. No, that's right. There. But no, I, if you're saying that we should have like the incubators to try different ideas, then of course we should. That's we should always be doing that. But you're saying of course we should. But a moment ago, you said we couldn't do it with the without abandoning universality. Right. We have to abandon. I guess it depends how you define universality. If universality means what it is, what it is. Now, care is going to get it. Then I don't care how you deliver it, whether you deliver it by subsidies to people need, who need it, or then whether we need you say new, then we need new words. Taxes. We need new semantics Maybe, because yeah. that term universality is now taken to mean social medicine. It's it's taken to mean that everybody gets the same level of care, even if it's a crappy level of care, and that that supersedes everything but else. That is what it means. And McClellan well, has made that very clear. The prime minister has made that clear. That universality is sacrosanct in this country. My position is it should not be sacrosanct. Universal access to quality care is what we should care about. To and me, that's the same thing. Well, well. It, <laughs> So, so I mean, maybe How I'm not a tune with all, that's, that's an impossibility. But, but there is not a question of whether the money is coming in through taxes, where you say there's But there's not like the same quality in care in every hospital and every doctor. They're all different. Every individual is different. So to say that everybody has an equal right to an equal result, to an equal no, doctor, no, no, of no, an no, equal, well, that's, no, that's no, what's implied. We live in a real access, world. Equal access to good services. And well, sometimes, then, sometimes that's going to work. Sometimes you're going to live you and sometimes you're going to die. Suppose I'm a doctor that's overworked and there's only two or three of me in my special. Yeah. I can't possibly give anybody equal access. Somebody has to set a priority. There's only two ways to do it. By just whim, or, you know, like somebody, some bureaucrat or yeah. somebody figuring out, or by the marketplace. But I'm not disagreeing. I'm not well, disagreeing I have a dream that one day the government's going to get ahead of the curve and recognize ten years in advance what the trends are going to be. So that, Because it's a closed loop. The government decides what what uh, number of people go to medical school yeah. and decide what specialties they take. They seem Utterly. to always get it wrong. They seem to get the wrong number. Of course numbers. they do because we, they're we not responding to the marketplace. We, they we, can't. the people, we the government, decide what doctors we need, and then we always end up with too few. But it's because that. we do it through the political system. And if we you see a perfect example of that right now. We know right now that within the next 15 years, we're going to lose a significant cadre of senior doctors. They're going to be gone. If you look at the numbers coming out of medical schools, not only do they not match the uh, the, the brain drain out of the country, they don't even match the retirement brain, the drain. So we have governments that... that with absolutely no impediment between them and looking 10 or 15 years down the road. You do not have to be a rocket scientist to extrapolate and see what's going to happen, and they still are not providing enough students. So, how, And this is the same government that you think is, is trustworthy the to run the system? No, no, I'm the guy who's monopoly. skeptical because all I've seen is that the first thing the current government did was hire a, a veterinarian to do an, over, uh, an oversight of all of our hospitals, the restructuring program, uh, and came back and recommended closing a ton of hospitals. I'm, I'm the one who got burned, or at least my clients got burned, when they said we're going to close all the uh, the psych hospitals and so on and provide home care. And what mm -hmm. we've seen with home care is that it's they don't a, provide. It's a disaster, absolutely. Well, exactly. So, so that's why I'm sitting. But I'm not. Those guys. I'm not sticking up for the for the Tories, Liberals, or anybody no. else. I'm talking in, in in a broad, general sense. There is a consensus out there. You don't hear the Liberals saying, "Elect us, and we're going to triple the medical school enrollment." You don't hear Dalton McGuinty saying that. You don't even hear Howard Tampton saying that. They should say there why shouldn't not? be any limits on enrollment at all. We should be flooded in doctors so that there's so cheap that, that the cost of health care would not be an issue. 
That's Which how a marketplace works. In the USSR, apparently, I, I have heard that doctors were dime a dozen, that they had a zillion doctors over there. They were they were low paid. It was considered to be a totally different ball game than it was in North America, yes. for whatever reason. Yes. But that's something I just don't understand is that we've got smart people running these governments. They've got all kinds of, you know, every kind of expertise you can imagine, statisticians, uh, historians, economists, you name it, uh, and they can't seem to figure out what we're going to need five years from so now. So that's, that's what prompts my question, then. Why would an intelligent guy like you support, as you appear, Apparently, have the existing practice of universality, knowing as you do and as articulate as you've just been about why we shouldn't trust it. Uh, well, that's what Winston Churchill said about democracy. Oh the boy, worst system there is, except for all the other no, ones. No, I incorrect. That works Winston better. Churchill was wrong. That, there I, is one. There better. seems to be two totally different society models. And they say there's the European model, the Scandinavian model, which I gather is more socialized, and then you've got the American model, which is which is more free enterprise. Mm -hmm. I'd like. I need to know more about it because, frankly, I don't know that much. But mm -hmm. if you're asking, but you've me, already should closed. We try things. You've yes, we you've, should. But you've already closed your mind, and you've said it on this program before, and you said it again today. You raised the banner of universalism or universality, and you and you bashed the Americans. But and what said, that means, look, though, look at their to me system. is, and I see the American system where the poor get extremely poor care. That's why they've got one of the highest infant mortality rates among industrialized nations. But how it's does not that, rich babies that die. But how does that, that re die. possibly relate to us in Canada? How well, does that relate to us in Canada? Well, again, if somebody says their system is more privatized than ours, this is a glimpse as to how it could be. I say, well, the people at the lower end aren't being served too well by that system. And but, when I say universality, that's all I but mean. But by the same token, that by the same token, if you're the if you're the Lada car company and you build automobiles that get people from A to B and do all the things automobiles are supposed to do, but they fall apart, they're crappy automobiles. I, Lada, I know what you're talking well, about. And Soon, sooner or later, General Motors or Toyota or somebody else comes along and gives you a better option. So to say if that they're allowed no, to come along. To say that, well, we need smaller, more fuel efficient, easier to 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 work on automobiles. And oh, the Lotta, okay. Oh, geez, the Lotta was a disaster. I guess we can't have smaller, easier to work on, more fuel efficient automobiles. If the same principle applied that you're suggesting into automobiles, <laughs> what would we be doing today? Well, I, I don't know if you and I are really disagreeing, other than over the definition of terms. But I think the definition is so important because yeah. that's what drives a wedge between the left and the right in this country on this issue. But and and I and I think leaves the people at the bottom of the heap, whether they're there economically or whether they're there because they can't negotiate the system. And let's not forget that the the universality in this, even this present sense that the services are all there doesn't mean everybody has equal access. Hey, my job is doing disability appeals for people who can't get the services. There you are. No. If I'm smart and if I'm smarter than you are, likely I'm going to get better treatment at a hospital oh, than of course. you are. No, that's right. And again, from my end of it, if you're saying we shouldn't just have American Hospital Corporation come in and buy out all the hospitals like we talk about privatizing energy or whatever, but you're saying instead we should try um, some some pilot projects to find out about whether a private clinic or a private this or that is something that can work, then I don't have a problem with that. Fundamentally, is say as long as you're telling me when some poor person needs some surgery, they're going to get it. Exactly. But most people, in my experience, on quote the left and some on the right even will not go as far as you've just gone they simply stop at universality but and I'm say, a liberal I have no ideology <laughs> <laughs> they stop and say that's that for the, sure the, 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 mi the minute the minute you want to tamper with quote universality then then the discussion is over so I'm very glad to hear you say that your mind is open to better ways of doing it well, that's a, that's a victory you right see, there. Well, we're gonna, having, had a, having victory, had a victory, no, having had a victory, we're gonna pause for just a second, and we will be right back. <laughs> Thought-provoking, no question. Informative, you bet. This is Talk of the Town on 1290 CJBK. Jack is joining us. Hello, Jack. 
Yeah, I just uh, wanted to uh, call and say that uh, I raised a family in the 50s, four kids, and we had PSI, and yep. uh, there was absolutely uh, no problem. There wasn't any complaining about doctors or, uh, of course, the hospitals were uh, in the area were all, you know, autonomous places. They weren't run by the government, mm -hmm. by the community, mm -hmm. so we didn't have any problem getting into uh, to see a doctor, and and I was doing it, uh, starting out as, I was a provincial policeman making $150 a month, so in the 50s. So it was affordable, not what Jeff says, that uh, everybody seemed to be able to afford it. And then it was accepted by the doctors at the clinics. And you just showed your card like you do old hip, and, and um, they paid for the birth of my children, and and uh, other things we had to have medically then. Jack, what did you think when OSIP came along and OHIP? What did you make of that? Well, I, I, I wasn't too happy at the time because uh, I was very satisfied with uh, the PSI and, and the way it was run. And there, uh, there, doesn't, there didn't seem to be any time when they were telling us it was underfunded or it, uh, it was it was just uh, it was just there it was it was uh, the doctor, very reliable. Doctor Sexton made the point yesterday that it was in the black constantly. Yeah, I, when, I never recall um, them. You know, any emergencies where they had to raise our rate? Yeah. yeah. So maybe we uh, maybe we fixed something that wasn't broken. Well, I don't think it was broken. I I think it was a, a push by um, by the. Uh, I, I hate to use the word left wing, but mm -hmm. uh, by someone that that thought uh, we should have health care for everyone, but it, it was there. I, I don't. I can't understand why we ever got out of the uh, private sector. Jack, I appreciate your call, sir. It's good to hear from you. Actually, Jeff answered that question early earlier. He said we live in a, in a quote democracy, but I think that's a misnomer today. I think we stopped living in a democracy a while ago. You know, I talk to so many people about democracy, and I don't think one in ten even has a clue what it really is. Everybody thinks it's just majority rule. Mm -hmm. you know, that's it. That's the new democracy. When I first heard that name, New Democrat, I said, gee, what's the new democracy? How that's different from the old one, right? And I found out what they did. They replaced the old principles of a limited government where you voted and you elected officials to that limited government that could only do so many things, couldn't mess in your economic life, couldn't mess in your personal life. And the new Democrats came along who said, well, we don't need those limits anymore. Our new democracy is going to be pure majority rule. And now we can vote for anything. And so when you talk to a public that has been educated in a government-run system that doesn't know very much about economics, doesn't know how a lot of basic business things work, I was astounded at what useless skills they teach in the basic school system that's a very malleable audience hey i can give you free health care vote for me i'll set you free and it'll work for a while as all pyramid schemes do mm -hmm. and then the people who who benefit from the pyramid schemes are the ones at the top i mean you know my parents and perhaps maybe just no maybe getting before their their um 
parents. I don't think they were in on the scheme, but basically them, my generation, and perhaps the next, some of them are going to benefit from this, but the following generations are going to be stuck with the bag. And that's where it always happens. I, I, there are no exceptions to these principles or, or these, these patterns. And I think that's what we've got to be careful about. We've got to get back to, and that's what Dr. Sexton said yesterday. I remember he said that one of the big thing is we have too few statesmen in this country because you don't need a statesman. All you need is a Jean Chrétien who believes in majority rule and doesn't have an ideology. Mm -hmm. you, you yourself asked this morning, like, what do the liberals believe in? They don't believe in anything. They, are they the believe in making people happy. The, exactly. Well, okay. And to do that, you, you sell the new democracy to them. And that is why democracies perish repeatedly, because that belief of this majority rule democracy takes over the initial idea of a democracy where all individuals are free to make their own choices. That's... They don't believe in meant. making everybody happy because now they put the kibosh on medical marijuana. I thought that <laughs> I, actu I yeah. actually, I actually, I knew that wasn't going anywhere well, from yeah, day one. Yeah. They've been Major talking like around. this for 30 years. Yeah. They keep yeah. talking. Oh, the Ladane Commission, we're going to legalize well, it. I actually <laughs> thought they were making some progress towards a sensible policy on that. And at the last moment, Ann McClellan does it in a boat. They said the same day as she vows rapid changes to the health care system. Well, especially uh, when England came on board, I thought there was shelter under them. And another said, well, thing, they could do it. another thing, Dr. Sexton says this. We've, who in the heck wants rapid change? I don't want rapid change by the same bunch of bureaucratic nitwits. If they're going to change at all, we want careful, considered, measured change. Absolutely. And, and here's the health minister vowing swift action, swift change. As soon as we got the report, swift action. Well, and then, and then today, John Manley says, we, you're not getting any money for it. So give your head a shake because I've got no money for you. You know, and that's a shame that, that the whole health care system and our education systems, to some degree, have been reduced to this begging at the trough between provinces and all that. It creates division all the way down the line. Um, I mean, let's get back to, to being a real democracy, a real, a really free country where people look after themselves. We didn't have people dying in the streets. Show me a free country where there's people dying in the streets. doesn't happen. Gentlemen, thank you both. It's been interesting and informative, as it always is, when we have Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz with us on Thanks, Rock Jim. Center. Look forward to seeing you both again soon.